1: Welcome to the Cashflow Guys podcast. My name is Tyler Sheff, and I'm your host. And I'm going to go ahead this week and jump right in. Your time is valuable. My time is valuable. Let's just make it happen, shall we? Today, ladies and gentlemen, we live in a very noisy world. You know, think about all around us, what we hear. we got machines, people, things, all serving to distract us and keep us from hearing what is being said to us? Now, last week, I discussed why I deleted Facebook off the telephone. Yes, I said telephone. How about that? And people are snicking right now. The millennials are going, ha-ha, he-he. He said telephone. Nobody uses that telephone anymore. It's called a mobile device, a cell phone, an iPhone, a Samsung, whatever you want to call it. I also touched on some of the distractions that we seek that, that people are, are, are attracted, are, are just completely mesmerized by. Here's what I've learned. So this week, I took, a couple weeks ago, remember I told you I took Facebook off my phone. But here's what was left on my phone, Instagram. So then I find myself pleasantly slash unpleasantly distracted by Instagram. And I'm like, oh, why am I even, What? why is Instagram even a thing? Can somebody explain that to me, how that became a thing? People taking random pictures of their highlight reel, posting them on there, and other people going, Hashtag that's cool. Hashtag whatever. Hashtag uh, rock life or whatever. I, I don't get it. So, it's about as effective for me as uh, as Snapchat was when my daughters asked me to re- refrain from my Snapchat habit, which wasn't really a habit, by the way. I have, I don't think I've told the story in the podcast. My daughters were asked me if I would refrain from Snapchat because I didn't know the thing was Snapchatting or whatever it does. And I'm sitting there on the couch one day, <laughs> and it's just doing its thing. And apparently, I'm creating a story, whatever that is, and blasting it out to everybody. I didn't realize I just pushing buttons because I didn't understand how things worked. And it was just sending out snips or snaps or snaps or sh- snapchats or whatever you call them out to everybody. It was driving me crazy. So anyway, I deleted my Snapchat. I'm not on there anymore. Oh, well, It'll, I'll get over it. Last week, you know, I was discussing the, the whole Facebook thing and, and getting Facebook off of my phone for the distraction. But also, it's just negative, folks. It's negative, negative, negative. All the social media, it's either extremely positive or extremely negative. There's nothing in between, it seems. It's just, it's ridiculous. So, long story short, back off of it, right? At the end of the day, when I tell this to the folks in my mastermind, which, by the way, we're getting ready to open up our next session of the Mailbox Money Mastermind, and if you want more information on that, go to mailboxmoneymastermind.com dot com. Mailboxmoneymastermind dot com is the web address to get started. Mastermind dot com. Anyway, the. <laughs> We live in a noisy society. There's all kinds of stuff going on. And one of the little memes, speaking about Facebook, that I love, it's my favorite one. And every time I've got the little auto poster thing that posts stuff on my profile so that I don't have to, right, because that's no fun. But when I have that little thing, that, that little meme that pops up, and it's, a, it's on a black background, and it says, Sorry I slapped you, but I thought you would never stop talking, and I panicked. I love that. It makes me giggle snort every time I see that. Pop up on there. I just love that. But I got to say, it's true. It's absolutely true. I can't tell you how often I've had to say to even people that used to be on my team, I must say, used to, whoa, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up, whoa, 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 stop, stop, stop. Some sort of pattern interrupt to get them to stop talking for 10 seconds. Just breathe. Please breathe they'll just go on for 30 minutes and you don't get a word in edgewise, which basically means they're talking just to talk. They're not talking to be heard. They're just talking to talk because, I you know, if I walked away and they were blindfolded, they would probably not even know, you know, they wouldn't care. They would just keep talking and it just goes on and on and on and on. It's like, ladies and gents, I mean, come on, what what are we doing here? My point is this, we live in a very noisy society. Everything around us is beeping, clanking, tweeting, twittering, doing whatever it's doing, and nobody's paying attention to anybody, especially each other, right? Husbands and wives are not paying attention to each other. I went to a a restaurant recently, watched a father and daughter, and the daughter was probably, I don't know, 18, 17, and her father, her father is on his cell phone the whole time. The daughters on the cell phone, they actually ordered dinner, went back to their cell phones. They did not say a word to each other the entire night. Now, maybe they were mad at each other. I don't know. I doubt it. I think it was a complete and utter social media addiction that they didn't have a word to say. What inspired this episode is that I do some coaching for a, a mentoring group. Or they am a paid consultant for them, and sometimes... I get people on there, and I and I interact with these folks every week. Sometimes I get people on there. When you give them an opportunity to talk, they just yammer on nonstop, kind of like I am now, right? Ha <laughs> ha. But seriously, one of the members, this lady, has the answers to everything, which is unfortunate. She talks so much. She she'll she says says things, and everything she says ends with "I know," "I knew that." So realistically. There's no advice that you can give her because she clearly already has all the answers. Even though she's not where she wants to be in life, she's not. she hasn't escaped the rat race. At the rate she's going, she's probably never going to escape the rat race is the reality of it. She's never going to get financially free because she simply cannot listen. It's just not possible for her to listen. She can't stay quiet long enough to take in any new information. And this is becoming a plague in today's society, an absolute epidemic of people that cannot stop themselves from talking long enough to learn or be educated on any topic whatsoever, period. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a problem. I've said a hundred times, I'm going to say it again, if you want to be in, get good at real estate investing, if you want to truly build wealth with real estate i mean you truly want to build wealth in real estate or any other thing you have to learn how to negotiate that is haha non-negotiable you don't have a choice you're going to have to learn to become a great negotiator or you're going to need to hire somebody that can be a great negotiator or is a great negotiator so understand that first of all so you can dodge this all you want but when, not if, when you overpay for something or you're taken advantage of and you start crying victim, the only person you have to blame is you. If you're the type of person that's generally a lay down, you let people walk all over you and you constantly you know, get stressed out about that, that's your fault. So to be able to effectively negotiate, folks, a lot of people think, and, and if you're driving down the road right now, do not participate in the following exercise. But if you're not driving down the road right now and you're not on a treadmill or anywhere where you fall down, hurt yourself and sue me, if you are in a position to raise your hand, raise your hand if you have ever met anybody that continues talking far beyond when they should be and ask yourself this question, how do you feel when that happens? What goes through your head? Are you happy about it? Do you get excited like, yay, they just won't stop talking and I think this is amazing. I wish they'd never shut up. It makes me incredibly happy when they keep talking even though I'm not listening. Boy, am I lucky to hear them talk time and time and time again so I don't get a word in edgewise. This is just complete bliss because they're, they're not going to shut up at all and I don't have to say anything and my opinion really doesn't matter. Have you ever told yourself that? Do these thoughts ever come to your head? Well, maybe for some of you possibly. But for the rest of you, no, that's not how you feel. In other words, and, and, and to further that rather, some of us get a little perturbed, maybe a little angry, a little impatient with people that just won't shut the heck up, right? People won't shut up sometimes. So here's, what you here's how you can harness that to your advantage. First off, when you spend time around somebody that won't shut up, usually they will talk themselves out of whatever it is they're trying to protect. If you do it right, if you are in negotiations with somebody who will not shut up. You know, the seller that has all the answers. Those are my favorite. Last year, I talked a seller down $100,000 on his property by just saying nothing. So you think, well, Tyler, you didn't talk him down. You're right, I didn't talk him down. Essentially, I let him talk himself down. I just facilitated him to continue talking by not trying to compete. See, everybody wants to be heard. And the one thing that nobody likes is having to compete for attention. It's no fun. A lot of people just withdraw. They don't see a peep, and off they go, right? Because they're not going to bother going toe-to-toe with the loudmouth to try to dominate the conversation. So they just remain silent. And then they start to loathe you after a while. They start to not be upset. They feel ignored. This is common with men and women. Men just keep yammering on, and they're not even focused on the needs of their queen. Guys, if you'd shut your mouth and ask more questions and hear your, your wife ask me how I know this, because I too am guilty of this, this is how I have discovered the better way, listen to what people are saying to you. Not just necessarily the words, watch the mannerisms. Here's a good example. Hey, Mr. Seller, uh, love this house. Let me ask you, what in the world ever made you decide to sell such a great house like this. Now, hopefully, you're going to sit there and wait for the answer. So let's say you, you wait a few seconds, and he starts to talk. And then you think of another question that you just got to get out before you forget it. And you interrupt him or her. And when you interrupt them, you just basically slam the door shut on receiving that information that you so eloquent, uh, eloquently asked for in the first place. What's the point of asking any questions if you're just going to interrupt them and shut them down? Because here's what happens to everybody. This is what everybody can agree on. If you continue to get to interrupt somebody, eventually they're probably going to stop talking. They're going to be upset and they're going to feel as if you're not listening to them. Why do they feel that way? Well, because that would be accurate, you see. Because you're not actually listening to them at all. You don't have any, you don't care at all what they're saying. That's the message you're sending. You're saying, Mr. Seller, What you're saying is not important. What you're saying doesn't matter to me. I'm not going to listen to you. You don't matter. So when you are saying these words to somebody subliminally, what type of negotiation result do you feel you're going to have? Ask yourself that question. Instead, we got to focus on listening. Because as I said earlier, everybody wants to be heard. Everybody wants to be heard. Obviously, I want to be heard because I have a podcast. Every podcaster on the planet wants to be heard. We don't go through the expense and the aggravation of putting together a podcast and the marketing and the whole nine yards to not be heard. It's not like I record this podcast and then never release it. That would be kind of silly, wouldn't it? We all want to be heard and we want to be listened to. I'm, I'm here to tell you that people talking too much has become such an epidemic in my life, people I run into. That's one of the reasons I started the podcast, so that I could actually get my thoughts out without being interrupted. One of the few people in my life that actually listens to me, believe it or not, is my wife and my oldest daughter. They both listen to me. But everybody else is just yappity, 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 and they're just not listening to anything I have to say. So to get my message out, this is why I say go back to episode 64 where I talked about that. Now you have to invest the time. Because you were so busy yapping last time while you're driving down the road, You skipped over episode 64 altogether. And I'm not just, I just threw out an episode number, folks. My point is this What happens? What would happen if you listened? How much more could you learn if you listened? How much of a greater understanding could be gleaned if you simply listened? Listening, asking questions. Listening, asking questions. Listening, asking questions questions. What if you listened? What would you hear? Now, I'm a big believer in the 70-30 method. That means that you are listening 70% of the time. And for some people, this is more like 10%, but practice on 70% of the time you are listening. 30% of the time you're asking questions. Now that said, don't be the person that, uh, that, uh, interrogates them like you're the FBI right don't be that person because that's going to make people uncomfortable instead ask good questions good questions that have open ended answers in other words open open ended questions try to avoid yes and no questions because it's very difficult to have a conversational style engagement without if you've only got yes and no questions it's, that makes you people feel like they're being interrogated so have asking questions like i said earlier Pete Fortunato's favorite question why would you sell such a beautiful house like this or such a great house like this? And then say, not a word, not a peep. Don't say anything. Just listen. And they will start to share. And then think about the things that they're saying when they're saying it. Like they talk about their uncle Tom at some point when they're done speaking, don't interrupt them. But when they're done speaking, ask a question about uncle Tom. Because then people feel that you're engaged with them. They feel you're listening. And when they feel you're listening, you now become a little more important to them than you were five minutes ago. People love to be heard. When people know they're being heard, they warm up to you. Here's a good example. There are two types of people that, that I meet out in society. There are people that say they've listened to my podcast and I actually do. And there are people that say they listen to my podcast and have never heard an episode. How do I know this? Because I ask questions and I listen to the answers. Because I'll say things like, what's your favorite episode? And they go, uh, crickets. Nothing. They got nothing. Like, you've never heard my podcast. Those of you that are listening to this show that are podcast interview bookers, everyone on the planet hits us up. If you got a podcast, all of you know this. These interview companies, these a lot of them will chase after you, especially if you have a big following like I do. And they'll give you all this, oh, we left you a positive review, and and we love your show. It's our favorite show ever. And in reality, they're lying through their teeth. They've never even heard an episode. Let's be honest. This is why, shout out to Jessica and her team over at Interview Connections. They don't play these games. Jessica is a true professional, true professional. She is the best, in my opinion, in the business. That is my opinion. So if you're a podcaster listening to this and you want to be interviewed or get interviewers, I would definitely work with Jessica over at Podcast, Her Interview Connections, rather. Now, that is not a paid endorsement, a commercial, or any of that garbage. She just does really good work, and I like to reward people when they do really good work. You should, too. So that said, 70-30 method. Once again, you are asking questions 30% of the time, and then you have your yap shut, the other 70% of the time, listening for the answers. And when you're listening, especially when you're face-to-face, that doesn't mean fidgeting with your, with your nails, clicking your pen, staring at the ceiling, playing uh, uh, words with friends on your cell phone, or surfing Facebook. That means you're sitting there looking them in the eye, taking in the information they're giving you. Because again, that being heard is a visual and an audible thing. So you want to give the impression that you're listening. And one of the ways you can do that is to ask pointed questions, relevant questions to what they've said that tie into what they say. Here's an example. Well, you know, I used to have carpet in here, but it gave me terrible allergies. Maybe a good follow-up would be, oh, my goodness, yeah, my Aunt Susan had allergies. That was a problem too. So have you always had the tile down since the carpet, or did you ever have hardwood? That's just an Quick example. I'm not even just something I threw out there, right? I don't script my podcast, as you guys know, but it sends a message to the person you're speaking to that, oh, they're listening to me because they reference back to the allergy thing, or they referenced Uncle Tom, or Aunt Susie, or Fido that's buried in the backyard, or whatever's going on, whatever they they discussed. You brought in some commentary. I can't begin to tell you how important it is that you not drill these people for questions, okay? I know people that do this sometimes. They rapid-fire questions so fast that it makes people withdraw. If I sit there and go, so what's your name? Where are you going? Where do you work? How do you do it? What do you like? Do you go "Walks on the beach? Or do you like it when it's sunny or cloudy? Is it raining or, or not raining? So what part of the town do you live in? Have you ever been to New York? Have you have been to Texas? Have you ever been to Colorado? You start firing off all those questions. People are thinking, what is wrong with this person? They have Tourette's. It makes people uncomfortable. I have people in my life that do this, and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Stop the presses, one question at a time, allow me to answer. Because when you are rapid firing questions, that tells me that you're really not concerned with the answers. That tells me that the answers really don't matter to you because you're not willing to breathe and stay quiet long enough to hear them. So when that happens, and you keep yamming, yammering on without giving me the opportunity to respond, that's sending me a very clear, crystal clear message that what I have to say, whatever answer I come up with, doesn't really matter to you at all. So I'm going to kind of get fixated on that and stop asking, answering questions. And that's not a good thing because that hinders communication. And when communication is hindered, we have a problem, a big one. So to avoid that, let's get in used to 70-30, 70% of the time we're listening, 30% of the time we're asking questions. You're probably wondering why I keep saying this over and over and over again. It's because I want to drill it into your head. Probably because halfway through this episode, you've been talking to somebody else or you've been distracted in some other way and you're not listening. So I figure if I say it time and time again, maybe once I'll get through kind of like radio stations. Radio stations, uh, radio shows always say, and you're listening to Cashflow Guys Radio on www.sendmemoney.com, you know, or whatever. You're getting, uh, they're saying that because they know that either people are tuning in and tuning out, whether it be literally or figuratively, throughout the entire show. So they continue to repeat things over and over again. Questions fit where they may is something you have to think about. I can, and people ask me all the time for scripts, and I'll give out scripts sometimes. I will. I will give out scripts because I know that I will have, that they, people will opt in. And when they opt in, then I can add more value to them and hopefully eventually maybe do business with them down the road. Maybe we could do a deal together. Who knows? I'm always raising capital, always, always, always looking for capital, and I'm always looking for opportunity. So if you all have capital or opportunity, you know where to find me. I'm not hard to find. But when you have a, a questions in mind, I don't necessarily like to take a list of questions like we're trying to, like this is school or some test at the back at the end, right? There's no ribbon in my briefcase that if they hit them all right, they get a ribbon. They get them all right, they get a check instead, right? So it's important to sprinkle questions in where they make sense. Let them flow naturally. And sometimes this come, the best way to do this is to rehearse with a friend or a spouse. Get used to asking similar questions to most people. Now you should ever over practice and over time start to get more comfortable with the natural order of things. Keeping in mind that your questions are going to fit the conversation. In other words, when let's say you ask "Hey, Mr. Seller, I think it's great that you're looking for all cash for your property. Listen, when you get that big check, what are you going to do? Are you going to go to Europe and they fire back with a big old fat, none of your business. Very rarely do you get this by the way. Uh, but when it does happen every once in a while, and when you get that, just smile and change the subject. Don't go back and keep needling at them about what they're going to do with the money because they're going to give you an answer that I'm pretty sure is either you're not going to like or it's not factual because they want you to shut up. They're tired of hearing about the same thing over and over again. So you just need to stop asking that question. And That's the easiest way to, to keep yourself out of hot water in that regard. So think about that. But. um what you will do is take that question, repurpose that question later. Think about that like a rinse and repeat. You're going to rinse it out, maybe put a little dye on it to change the color, and you're going to resubmit it later. Kind of like a, a curating content on Facebook, right? you got those little buffer and all those little services where they put your content out for you. Same thing, they, they launder it and they put it back out with a different image or a different whatever, same message. So let's think about how we would do that. Let's say that you want to know what somebody's mortgage balance is. Okay, Because you need to know that information. So when you write them an offer, you need to know how much cash needs to come to the equation so the mortgage can be paid. Because you're smart enough to realize that doing a subject two probably won't make sense because the property's already upside down, probably as it is, or you just don't want the liability, the potential for liability in a subject two. So you decide just to do things like a normal person and buy the property, right? And your goal is to find out what the mortgage balance is. So question number one is, hey, John, what is the balance on your mortgage right now? And he replies with, none of your business. Okay. Now you go on talking about the weather, his dog, his cat, whatever, the, the clouds and sky, football last Sunday, if you're not me, and anything else, right? Later in the conversation, you say, all right, John, it sounds great. I'm glad we were able to get things ironed out. And I understand a lot more about your situation. It, when, let me ask you, when I buy your house, I assume that you want me to pay off the mortgage, correct? Notice I didn't say anything after that because I want him to answer. Yes, I want you to pay the mortgage off. okay, good. So about what is the balance because I need to let the title company know so they can make payoff arrangements. Do you have any idea what your mortgage balance is approximately? They'll call and verify it later, but I just need to give them something so that we can make sure our numbers are somewhat in line. Completely different way to structure the question. Completely different response. It becomes, from it goes from an invasive question to a simple request because it's necessary. I gave the benefits of what's good for him. I put those in play so it's necessary for him to give me the information so that he can get what he wants. Make sense? Clear as mud. All right. So to reiterate, go back to where we're talking about, we can't ever get to the answers of the questions if we're not listening for them. If we are those type of people that are simply listening to respond, then you're never gonna get the answers because people aren't going to give them to you. It's just that simple. So we can't put ourselves in a position to where we are listening to respond. We have to always be listening for the questions or listening for the answers. And when we're talking, we're asking questions or having simple conversation. Practice, ladies and gentlemen, is critical. How do you practice? Well, you could practice in the mirror, but that gets kind of corny after a while, right? People would probably, your spouse probably think you've lost your marbles. Maybe the dog would look at you with that weird head, one ear up and one ear down. You know, the cat would start sleeping on your face or something because they want to suffocate you because they think you've gone mad. Practice is critical. How do you practice? You start a practice group. Okay, find one other person on the planet that will talk to you. And I know when from Land Trust course we talk about. We do teach, uh, Larry teaches land trust. He says, find somebody you trust. And I can't believe how often people in the room go, I don't trust anybody but me. We're going, wow, you've got some problems then. If that's the case, you, you need therapy, not a land trust right now. You need therapy. But start a little practice group. Get a couple of like-minded friends, people from your local REIA meeting, whatever. Get on a Zoom session because everybody's so busy, right? Get on a Zoom, zoom.us, I think it is. Get on a Zoom session and practice, rehearse, asking questions. Until they become natural. The more you ask the questions, the more natural it becomes. Okay? Maybe some online forums go recruit people to join you to practice. Call it negotiations practice, whatever. Have good quality dialogue with people and you'll find that you'll be able to get really, really good at asking questions that won't feel like an interrogation. And when that's the case, you're going to start putting deals together left and right. But you got to get out there and do the work. you got to get out there and practice. Get that practice group going. Toastmasters is a great way of doing this. Toastmasters is kind of like forced networking. You have to come in and be nice. You have to come in and say nice things to everybody. You can't walk in there and go, you're all terrible at what you do. No, you can't do that. you got to meet and greet. You have to introduce yourself. And you can get good. You could maybe even do a speech about asking questions about the 70-30 method. Maybe diving into... The fine art of listening and how important that is. Boy, I bet your spouse would love it if you did that. I know Jill does. When she knows that I'm studying the 70-30 rule again, she gets all excited because she knows that there's a, almost a pretty good chance that I might listen to everything she says for at least an hour and a half. And then I'll wander off into space on something else because, after all, I am a man. It's my curse. Just kidding, not really. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you found value in it. If you have questions or things that you want to know about, you, you, you're looking, you, you've got show ideas or topics you want me to cover, please reach out to me. Go to info, I-N-F-O, at cashflowguys.com, info at cashflowguys.com. You can go right to my website. You can hit the uh, contact us. Tell me what you, wanna, what you want me to talk about, what your needs are, what's holding you back. If you're ready to get your real estate investing started and going on the next level, you're interested in joining the mastermind our next time around. The doors will be open uh, by the time you hear this recording. So make sure that you head on over to mailboxmoneymastermind.com. That's mailboxmoneymastermind.com. Look forward to getting on the phone with you guys. If you've got questions, please don't hesitate to reach out and have a great week.
0: This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn.